What is up, people? Welcome to the Rich Herring podcast. And before I go ahead, I just want to jump in front of something. I am painfully, cripplingly aware that deciding to start your own podcast, deciding to, you know, publish your own podcast, deciding to advertise your own podcast, and then deciding to name your own podcast after yourself is an incredibly narcissistic motion. Um, I also am painfully, cripplingly aware that I am not the most interesting person in the world with the most interesting things to say. I think of myself as a multifaceted, somewhat intelligent guy. Um, but I don't think that, you know, everything and anything I do is gold dust. Um, and I want to say that mostly because I hear so many people in the OnlyFans world on Twitter hosting groups talking down to people in this way that I find very, very off-putting. Anyway, I'm rambling, but what I am saying is this podcast is for me, of course, I know that, but it's also in some capacity for you, because I've been online living very openly for about the last nine months on Twitter, and I really went into this expecting, and in some ways marketing myself, uh, to be objectified. And I have been so surprised by the amount of depth and meaning and human connection that people who have followed me have given me, like, so much more respect than I felt like I honestly deserved. Um, I've had people asking me lots of questions about my everyday life, people wishing me luck on important moments in my life, and sometimes people just thinking about me and giving me well wishes if I've been a little bit quiet online. And it has been so nice. I'm an emotional person, by the way. So stuff like that, like, makes me emotional. And so in so many ways, I've always wanted to kind of, like, have a bit more of a public back and forth that shines a light on more than my sexuality. Twitter didn't feel like the right place to do it because you're coming there probably to masturbate and you don't want to hear about my political opinions in between that. And it just made me worried, honestly, for a long time that if I did something like that, it might be showing people behind the curtain and maybe what people like about me isn't me. So there's sort of like an insecurity there, but I decided now's the time to uh, do it because it honestly is one of my favorite parts of this experience. So the most sincere and genuine thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And I will be calling this the Rich Herring podcast, episode one, but I definitely do not think that I am Beyonce or any kind of Greek god, just to reiterate. Um, And yeah, the reason I felt like now was the right time, because during the release of this podcast, before or just after, I will have probably most likely hit about 100,000 followers on Twitter, which is insane, because... I started my Twitter, I think, of December last year, which is 2022, and I started my OnlyFans just seven months ago. I can't tell you enough about how, generally, in my life, my own personal insecurities have always made me feel on the outside of anything. So, the fact that I kind of decided to do this and that anyone has paid attention and interacted with me and engaged with me and been a very important part to making this experience successful for me has been, to be quite frank, like somewhat overwhelming. 
And apart from that, it also has been so inspiring and so encouraging on so many levels that I just would never, ever, ever have expected. I um, have been thinking about doing an OnlyFans for a really, really long time. I remember when OnlyFans was announced, I thought, hey, that sounds like quite a good fit for me because I'm super sexual. I always feel like I've got a lot to say about anything, but mostly I actually love to edit and produce. And I also like loved the idea of like getting to know people online. I thought that sounded super interesting, but I didn't start on OnlyFans at the time that they uh, announced the platform for so many reasons, but obviously all of the same reasons that you probably don't have an OnlyFans because it feels like obviously pretty shameful and you've got like a lot to lose. And it also feels like one of those decisions that you really can't rewind. So I didn't do it. And then during the pandemic, uh, we all had a similar experience, didn't we really? Where we kind of, all of those parts of our life uh, that felt really pivotal to our existence were put into question. And you kind of realise that, you know, there's actually not much really to the foundation of your life except for your friends and your family. And in my case, I always knew that the people who I loved would not really judge me and also have been you know, cheering me on to find what works for me and my own personal happiness. And I really do luckily have that in my life. So I knew those people wouldn't really care because I do care what people think. There are lots of people who say, oh, uh, who cares, you know, what other people think. But I actually, it does really matter to me what the people I respect think about the choices that I'm making and care that they're coming from a healthy place. So I gave that like a lot of thought, um, in my decision to do OnlyFans. I also think that another thing that stopped me uh, or made me want to be somewhat strategic about OnlyFans is this is a really good example of you want to, it's high risk. So if it's high risk, you want to be, you know, there needs to be a high reward. And if you're taking such a big risk and you're not getting a reward and you can't rewind on that decision, that could potentially be a real knock of your confidence and very detrimental to your future relationships and career. So all of those things were like in the back of my mind, of course. And then during the pandemic, during that time, I kind of realized that no one's really thinking about you in the nicest way possible. It's just the truth. Most people are thinking about themselves. You know, that feeling if you've drunk too much and you wake up hungover and you're instantly like, really concerned that you might have said something or done something off-putting that made people think differently of you or embarrass yourself that like phobia you have to like I always talk to myself and I'm like rich don't be so insecure the truth is everybody else is feeling and thinking the same way aka they're thinking about their own experience they're thinking about themselves and they haven't been dissecting your every move and if you kind of zoom out and put that ethos onto your whole life. Like I realized in 2020, like I said, in the nicest way possible, just no one is really thinking about you. So when you're thinking about making these decisions and how they impact other people, the truth is, if you're not hurting anybody else, really probably no one, no one cares. 
So that kind of let me get rid of a little bit of shame. And I set up an account in 2020. There will probably be a very few people who remember that account. I didn't post anything wildly explicit. I probably posted my ass. I posted my gym progress and then like, you know, followed a few people who I thought were super hot. But that account didn't get too much traction until it did, but like only a little bit. I probably, when my followers started to go into the thousands at that time, I felt super nervous. So I deleted it because I felt trepidatious. I felt like I hadn't been thoughtful enough. I was worried. I hadn't spoken to my loved ones about it. It just felt like I hadn't been smart about the approach. I just started one because I'm a horny person and honestly probably wanted the attention. And that to me didn't feel like the right reason to be taking such a high risk. So anyway, I digress. Um, And so during that time, just like so many people, I had been working in jobs that I didn't really love. And I had been slowly concerned about my happiness and slowly concerned that as the years were going on, I actually was not stepping towards anything that really was an authentic fit or made sense in my life. And that always has been like a really big fear in general. My birthday is at the end of the year in December. So I often really like on my birthday, it it feels like a really good time to assess the year before. And I always get the fear when I feel like I've spent a year and I haven't made any progress towards being the best version of myself. And I've had so many of those years in my late 20s. It's such a fortunate situation to be in to be young and to not have responsibilities so if you're in that privilege and each year is going by of your youth and you're not shooting for the stars I just feel like it's because you're lazy or unhappy or unmotivated and essentially I just always felt like they were things I could change but each year would go past and I would still be in the same rut. And so I just kind of like had that feeling niggling away, but also felt, to be honest, somewhat helpless in that experience. And then one day I had kind of like a moment that was really the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I met uh, a famous OnlyFans creator in Philadelphia, who you may know, um, organically. Offline, I didn't know he had an OnlyFans. We were chatting and he let me know that he did. He was, to be honest, I would say a little cocky about the followers, a little bit cocky about his relationship with his followers. He was quite open to let me know the money that he was making. It all felt quite braggadocious and I didn't really see it like that at the time because I just felt like, well, I just met somebody else who something happened for them and, you know, it doesn't hasn't happened for me and that's just like the way the cookie crumbled. And then I looked at his profile and I felt like he had a really, really similar vibe to me. Hello, my dog just came in. What's up, trousers? I felt like he had a really similar vibe to me and... He had told me all about his success and every time I looked at his page or I looked at him in real life, I just thought like, well, why can't that be me? And if I was to do this, I was like, if I was to be lucky enough to be in his situation, I would have so much more natural ability. I'd have so much more human understanding for the people who followed me. I felt like I would just be able to do it from a better place. And I kind of look back at so many moments in my life 
and kind of had this epiphany that that is the way I've been thinking about everything. I had been constantly waiting for somebody to tell me that I was talented or good enough and that they were going to make it happen for me. And how stupid is that? I realized how foolish I had been. I had been quietly working really, really hard at companies, hoping somebody would say, oh, you know what, Rich, now's the time. Or I would be really, really trying to put my projects in front of people to get an agent. It was when I was a lot younger to get the right modeling agency, hoping that somebody would see me and make it happen for me. I would pray that I was in the right place at the right time or somebody who could pull the strings would change my life. And here I am at 31 and that hasn't happened. And I'm speaking to some dude who is doing all the things I would want to be doing successfully. And why couldn't that be me? And then I thought back also about so many influences in my life. I love reading books. I love sports and I love YouTube. Like I grown up and I still do watch so many YouTube vlogs of people who are big and small creators and I realized that some of my biggest influences on there, Shameless Maya, uh, Heather McDonald and the podcast world, these are all people who made it happen for themselves. Like These are not people who had any lucky experience or put their project in front of somebody and got it commissioned. These are people who actually just like really were like, okay, this is my time and why not make the risk whether it pays off or not just do it with authenticity and then see what happens one of those creators i just mentioned is called shameless maya and shameless maya uh had this ethos when she was in her 30s after a divorce um to live shamelessly online and in a pg way only on youtube but to post consistently, despite the fact she thought that YouTube was tacky, but just to see where it would get her if she was shameless online every day for one year. And she changed her life. I've watched her videos uh, and I've watched her life evolve into so many different things. And success for me doesn't mean that she's got loads of followers. I just mean she seems so happy and she seems very in control of her own destiny in so many ways. And... There's so many people I can think of who have made choices like that that I find so inspiring. And long story short, all of these experiences just amounted to me thinking to myself, well, why can't that be your story too? Because if I was sat across from somebody and they asked me what I thought but my you know, best qualities was, I would back myself. I would say I thought I was confident and intelligent and had a cool life experience. And so why have I not thought that I'm capable enough to do some of the th bigger things that so many people around me are doing that I just didn't think that I was cut out for? And in every step of this journey, especially in the first few months, that feeling was like very, very real. So I've gone back and forth about mentioning that I'm reaching 100,000 followers on Twitter because it does sound very pretentious. And when I see people celebrate that, it feels a little unhealthy. It feels like it leans into like all of that gross Instagram culture. It feels like it leans into feeling happy that, you know, somebody who is naturally very sexy has made people feel like they're on the outside of an experience and they're monetizing off it. Like all of that, I go back and forth with not loving. Um, so I didn't think I was going to say anything, but as I'm speaking about this experience, I do want to just reference it because 
to me, the number represents that I took a shot at something and I backed myself and it, it did see some success. And the very fact that you are listening to this and I feel like I'm engaging in a conversation with you in some regard, like, is super, super cool. And I'm so happy that... I got to this space. I found OnlyFans to be so rewarding in so many ways that I just didn't expect. It has given me an entrepreneurial spirit in so many other areas of my life. I absolutely love reading and hearing from people in all the facets. Um, and I truly, in my heart, believe that this is just the beginning um, for me. I just feel like my personal happiness is on an upward tra trajectory and it's because of you. And that part I really mean. And I want to ram that point home because it is because of you and I appreciate it. So I'm going to keep this podcast short. And um, I guess this is just the beginning of our time getting to know each other a little bit more seriously. I've just upped our relationship. I've taken our relationship to the next level. Um, we started backwards. We had sex on the first night. <laughs> on the first night. And now we're having um, some pillow talk. Uh, but yeah, so think of this as an introductory episode of the Rich Herring podcast and um, a love letter to you and a little bit of a brief oversight of how I got to this spot. I would love to get into it in way more details. I would love to have people on here. I would love to answer some questions. And um, thank you again. And I'll speak soon. I love you dudes. And I mean it.